Welcome to the Still Cool Sports Podcast. This is Liz. This is Remy. And we're back for another episode. It's just, there's been so many games. We're. Yeah. Where do we, where do we, well, we don't have to really go back to like what games we last left off. No. We could just talk about the fact that the Lakers look like the youngest team in the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) They killed it last night. Like yeah, I last even, night was in a, as in a, I was, was going to watch some of the game. I had a birthday party to go to. They had the game on at the birthday party. I went in the room to be like, okay, let me watch the end of this game. And I'm like, there's really no point. I swear I checked my phone and the Warriors are up by 10. No, no. Were they ever up in that game? I think, so. I don't know. I could have thought it was the Lakers and looked yeah. and didn't pay attention. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah wow what a what a what a beating yeah a warrior but the, struggling with is, this one yeah man the second quarter second and fourth quarter 36 to 18 lakers beat them in the second quarter and 41 to 29 in the fourth quarter now that will get your ass beat by 30 for sure yeah i yeah. i think it, it's a simple thing Math. If you yeah, it's math. If you could, <laughs> if you like, you know, if you don't let anybody else score, Steph and Clay Thompson are gonna get twenty points. You can't stop them from getting twenty. Right. To everybody else, I don't know where Jordan Poole is. Every wow. playoffs in the NBA, there's one player that you think supposed to show up and they never do. This year belongs to Jordan Poole. He gets the unattendance award yeah award. where are you not not playing I basketball i i feel like I ha- he hasn't he hasn't scored over 10 points in a game and i know people are gonna say he is only 23 years old but that doesn't so there's gonna be some ups and downs right well how has wiggins been scoring like wiggins has wiggins been-, been at the 15 to 20 spot like he's been yeah. Solid. Yeah. But you need one more. Because <laughs> Draymond Green is not a scorer for your team. No, no. And that's not his role on the team. He yeah. they, That's not the expectation they have for Draymond Green. And especially since Poole was averaging 20 points a game this season. Right. So you would think, like, he's supposed to score something. Listen, I, you know, I have my my thoughts on Jordan Poole that, you know. He's, maybe, he's busy looking at the girls on the sideline? Well, probably, yes. But also that, you know, he was right to get punched in the face. Okay, so. I, mean, okay, I, don't, agree with, I don't agree with violence. Let's talk, I don't okay, agree with so, doing that. But sometimes so it, someone is correct in is their it, assessment is, of a person. Do you feel like. They maybe react poorly to showing that assessment. Yeah. But. So I, I personally think that, that no, Draymond punched him in the face for like a couple of reasons. I think the first reason he got punched in the face was the fact that he took Draymond's money. That contract of a four-year, $128 million should oh. be Draymond's extension. They gave it to Poole last year. So he's oh. get, making almost $30 million, which means that they don't have the money to pay. Draymond. Draymond. Oh, oh and then yeah, you come, that'll get you punched in the face. That'll and then, and the then face. you I'd come into about that. You come into training camp and he kind of came in with 
an attitude but the not the, not really like the attitude and not really like running the drills as hard and yeah, maybe he came in out of shape it came in out with of shape attitude. you could see that like like whatever it was it's showing up right now this is my yeah this is my point people get cast a villain and that's fine cast them as a villain some people oh that's the thing but sometimes when someone's cast a villain they do have a legitimate gripe Draymond so, is just He's very emotional. That's his main thing is he gets really emotional. And sometimes it's it turns out to be what we see on TV. Yeah. But then you see him with his kids and you see him when he's talking on his podcast and he's talking to people and you're like, okay, he's got a civilized demeanor and manner. But in the game of basketball, he's really an emotional player. He plays off of the emotion i think i'm a similar type of, of yeah. athlete like if when i did play sports like you know and you have a strong sense of justice and injustice and and you're competitive and you're in that moment and yeah i can i can well, i mean just... i remember playing like high school basketball and you know like i know everybody on these other teams and one of the guys on the team we know each other he's like pulling on my shorts being a little bit more aggressive because we're, we're we are friends and i remember he started running down the court and i ran and i kicked him in his back so i know draymond's <laughs> i know <laughs> that's it you know it was it was i shouldn't have did it no but in the moment i i really was just pissed off because he was doing these things mm-hmm. and all the refs they either used to go to the schools in the area. They know. They or know. they know us. They've roughed us before. So they're like, oh, they're friends. They're just jostling around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind like, of, he's like, he probably deserved it. The ref looked at me. He's like, I've never seen that before. I'm just like, listen, man, like he was bothering me. I, I just couldn't like. <laughs> he was bothering me. Yeah. He was bothering me. <laughs> and he knew what he was doing. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm just going to kick him right in his ass. I get in trouble. He's gonna he's gonna get pissed off that I kicked him in his ass. But after the game, we're all gonna laugh about it because I didn't kick him that hard. Right, right. Okay. Speaking of kicks in the ass, who got well, kicked? In the, who else got kicked in the ass? No one got kicked in the ass, but stomps on the head. Ooh. Okay. That See? was. That was. Yes, that no. was. Going that was back definitely... to Boston, Philly, I, like I, I. I was watching the game and yeah. I was like not paying attention for a minute. And then I see Grant Williams on the sideline getting, you know, his face looked at whatever. And I'm just like, Oh, something happened. And then they didn't reshow it. I don't think I like, yeah. and then I, I went the online game. and made the yeah. mistake of watching it. And I was like, Oh, that's where I saw it. Oh. So I didn't see the, I didn't see the initial of how it happened. What I seen was the slow the motion slow-mo of the step. And I'm like, Oh man, is MB oh. gonna get suspended? But then I watched it and I'm like, he was falling backwards. It was, and he, yeah, it was. You could see he was trying his hardest not to, but again, he's a big dude. He's got to land. He needs room to land. Grant Williams understood it. That was that was just an unfortunate. unfortunate. Grant Williams was like, "Yo, don't worry about it. Listen, it was I unfortunate. Mean, we both two players dove for, dove for the ball behind MB's back. If he didn't fall." If his foot didn't hit you in the head, his ass would have hit you in the head. Oh, 
So and then either I way, like, oh wait. Oh, yeah, either God. way. You would have been head, dead then. Yeah, your head is sitting. I thought Grant Williams was was done. Yeah. But he 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 didn't even he played. I know. I'm surprised his head had to hurt the next. I mean, I feel like that's a near death experience. Like that's just luck. You didn't get it quite the wrong way. Like, you ever watch American History X? No, I haven't. The guy, so in the, the in the beginning, one of the characters played by Ed Norton, he's a white supremacist. He tells the black guy to put his mouth on the curb and then steps oh, on yeah. and oh, kills oh, him. Oh, 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 wait. I have. I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Right. Oh. That's <laughs> that's what Grant Williams was saying. He curbed me. I've never seen oh. that happen as a, to a human. I've never seen oh. or heard anybody in real life do that to somebody. Oh. It was only in that movie. Horrified. But that's like, if I had to reference something, when I seen him, that's what it looked, yeah, head, it looked I was like, like that. oh, oh was... did this guy, could this, and it could have happened. If Grant Williams' face was perfectly planted, that yeah. could have broken a lot of bones. And It's because well, he was kind of falling, so it kind of took his weight with him. And I think I think Embiid didn't try to put his weight. Yeah, there's no weight. It. Yeah, so the, yeah, there must have not been as weight as much weight as it looked. No, because like. he was falling. He was falling too. So yeah, definitely and soft sneakers saved the day. Jalen Brown's face too in it because it was like right in front. Oh yeah, the slow mo. He's, like, like, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna have to lend him his mask. He's like, you're gonna need this mask. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god. Anyways, that was yeah, that was trauma. Yeah, even well, that series too, like. We talk about the blowout with the Warriors, but in that Boston series, each win has been a blowout on the other side. And it's just, I feel like in the playoffs, especially because most teams shoot a lot more three-pointers. Yeah. If your team, if the team happens to like have a good game plan against you, it normally ends up in a blowout. Right. Right. Miami blowing out Knicks, the Knicks when... when, The Knicks are are done. They just should... Phone it in. Don't do not. Is this a hate? I hate the Knicks because they beat the Cavs. Yes. Phone in. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. I'll give you that one. I mean, but they're. I mean, are they really going to win another game against Miami? Maybe. I don't think anybody's beating Miami. I, I think Miami's going right to the finals, and the Lakers, and we're going to have a showdown of the bubble. Wow. You think because. Yeah, because yeah, you I heard think it so. here first. Remy's prediction. I think so. Unless Steph I Curry, still, I think Denver is going to be hard. No, I, I know again, you're, you don't like Denver. You're no, no, it's Denver. not a, okay. It's not that I don't like Denver. I just think it's going to be hard for anyone to beat Denver. Yeah. It, oh yeah, for sure. But my, the, it comes down to can anybody on Denver guard LeBron James? No, there's nobody on Golden State that can. And he's just having his way. Like he's just a, he's a un, he's not. I can't say unfair player because he works hard. But when it comes down to it, all his team has to do is just play well, and you're gonna win because he's gonna do the extra to get you over yeah. the hump that you need. Anthony Davis. He's, okay, so going back to the West, I wanted to talk about Anthony Davis. Let's. Yeah. I feel like we need to unpack for Anthony okay. Davis. Anthony Davis. I am fascinated by by his i don't even know what to call it his His, mental state of playing and i feel you know i was telling you i think this is a topic where we should really start maybe as we develop this podcast really start looking into some of these things a little bit more and exploring them because it's very interesting 
But Anthony Davis, anyone who's been paying attention to this series, is like having a good game, then a bad game. Well, so all the even games. No, is it all all the odd games? He's averaging 30 points. Right. And all the even games, he's averaging 11 points. Right. So, I mean, this is, <laughs> I, I, you know, consp- I mean, sure, there's like conspiracy theorists galore out there. We're going to talk about sports betting, like all of this. Like, I, I don't even know. Is it just a weird subconscious mental thing? Like, well, I think it. <clears throat> For for big men, it's a little bit different. They don't bring the ball up the court, right? So if he doesn't score at the beginning, or if you're able to like double team him and get the ball out of his hands, it becomes harder for the ball to go back to him throughout the game because the game now changes and the guards have the ball more. Mm. I think. So you think when, it's something the other team is doing to shut him down, but only every other game. Well, they'll st- they'll start to do it, and then because the games are based so much on analytics, as soon as they do something to take something away from you, the the other team kind of it's like, okay, they're taking away the middle from us, so we're gonna go run these sets of plays. But we're big men, like like centers and power forwards in the NBA, they need like paint touches, even if they're not scoring, they need to touch the ball. Once they're out of that rhythm. You, I find he he's out when he's out of rhythm. It's because they're not giving him the ball, and then he starts catching the ball further and further out because they're running, they're passing the ball more on the perimeter. So he goes to the perimeter to get the ball, and now he's at a at a at a loss, and it gets into his head. Interesting. You can see it. It's not like he's even. It's not like he's grabbing the ten to fifteen rebounds still, and taking yeah. the same amount of shots. He's literally taking like six shots seven shots in those games and in the ones where he's scoring he's taking 20 shots right so so, so that to me so then the discussion is it's so it's such a fascinating thing like i you know it's on the commentators were getting like upset about it and they're like well he had a yeah. bad game the last game so he's gonna have a good game now and they were yeah. really angry and i'm like no but aren't you fascinated by this this is yeah, yeah. really interesting it, it, it becomes something because then you start to listen to it Right, And then you start to have good and bad games as the person because it's subconsciously, it's stuck in your head. Right. You, right. you go to sleep. Everybody's like, like talking about it. Your coach is like, hey, man, is anything going on with you? What are you doing different on these even games that you're not doing on these odd games? In hockey, a lot of times, baseball too, you hear more about like, you don't really hear it in basketball. It's probably there. But you don't really hear it. You hear like those sports that they have like, when, once these guys start scoring, they don't change their socks. They don't change yeah. their shirts. The super, oh, baseball superstitions yeah, are like. Baseball ones are like absolutely crazy. And I wonder if that is the issue with Anthony Davis. Does he not, is, does he need to like mimic his good game days perfectly instead of like doing anything different? Does he need to start like LeBron? You know LeBron's MO, okay? Right. If LeBron's in the gym, Five hours before warmups, Lakers are winning that game. He's gonna kill you. He's going to kill you. He's out there loosening older muscles, right, to be as loose as he can. He did it again in that in the closing 
game against Memphis. He was out there early. You're like, oh, this guy's out here early. And all of a sudden, he looks like he's the youngest guy on the court. <laughs> I'm sure he has to go into his whatever millions he pays for his, his personal trainer. Right. I was going to say, uh, his personal trainer must be like the best paid personal trainer mm-hmm. ever on the face of this planet. He probably has a personal training team. Let's be real. I, I, I heard that it, I don't know if it's true, but they, they did say, he did say, I think he said it. He spends about $2 million a year training his body. So whoever he gets the best of the best. And listen, we need to get this body ready for 82 games in a season. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you're getting paid that much, that's your contract. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Like, why would you do anything less? And you gotta you gotta invest in yourself. Right. Cause this is your your whole it's part of your business, essentially. Yeah. I get it. And so, yeah, of course he's doing that. So it's, it's interesting. The AD thing really fascinates me. Maybe we'll have to do an episode on baseball superstitions because those, yeah, so. those are the, cool. Those are very cool. And yeah. also like with all the changes in baseball, like how is that affecting? I know, oh God, Jose, Jose Ramirez on the Guardians is like, was upset about the pitch clock now because when he's batting that messes up his like getting ready and he's you know his whole routine so a lot of them have like you know you spent your whole you know you're playing i guess whatever league you play in first in baseball minors or whatever the minor league or the triple a or what triple a or like even when you're just starting as as a young kid you're playing in these and you're learning how to play this game you start to develop certain things that you do mm-hmm. and he probably has that that the way he bats probably t- he probably has a whole ritual that he went through yeah for years and years and all of a sudden they're like no pitch clock pitch clock can't do that and anymore. now these guys have to now you guys have to hurry up now the pitcher has to hurry up so for the pitcher, they yeah. Couple, yeah they give up a couple hits in a row it becomes gonna... a couple hits in a row. It becomes uh, you don't get a chance to kind of mentally take a breath because you right. have a pitch clock to worry about. Right. So right. I think it, I, I like that. I, like, I don't like it, but because it affects both batter and pitcher, I'm okay. Fair. With it. It's right? fair. Right, because it's fair. Because now yeah. we're both uncomfortable. Yeah. But you're going to and... see more. Like, later on in the season, you'll see more home runs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the pitching. Yeah, you'll see more. The like, pitching will probably see, fall off. I'm you'll, sure. be, you'll see more come from behind victories because, again, if you could rattle the pitcher, he's still got that clock after. And he's got to throw. Like, he can't. He can't. Yeah. It doesn't give you time to to think about your pitches and all of that. Like to have that communication with the catcher, like it kind of affects yeah. all of those things. So we'll get into that. So, so they're going yeah, back they're, to basketball. They're have, yeah, yeah. Let's and not do. Yeah, let's. We could talk. That's going to be another episode. Yeah, going yeah. back to. AD, like, I'm just fascinated by this, like, phenomenon, basically. I mean, let's see if it keeps it's, going. Yeah, well, this is the thing. You hope that it that it does. If you're the Golden State Warriors, you want to tie the series up, so you need him to score 11. Right. Right? But if, if him and LeBron have another big game, holy moly, man, that's going to be a hard comeback. And again, I think Jokic is a great center, but he's been a great center and he hasn't played a great center yet in this round that they're going. 
I get DeAndre Aiden is there. He's not a good center. He can't even finish these games, and he's a little bit of a crybaby. <laughs> so I don't understand. Like, you know, like, yes, okay, if you're not playing good and it's a critical part of the game and the coach is like, you know, I don't want to put you in because you're not playing good. You shouldn't be upset. You know what you should do? Get yourself mentally ready to play good the next game. Yes, you could be mad and frustrated, but get frustrated after the game is done and when everybody's inside of the, uh, in the back, not where the cameras are. Right. I hate that in front of the bench stuff. It's like, there's no, there's no, like, there should be a lot of discipline for that. If I'm the NBA, I'll be like, listen, if you guys, if I see any arguments on the bench, Mm, you're going to get fined for it. You're not, you're not feeling the. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think, uh, listen, I feel like everybody, like, you know, these are grown men. They're going to have, they're not going to like not have their opinions about things. Yeah. But you, you have a place where you can have that discussion away from the cameras and the fans. Right. 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 And I you think the locker room. I didn't pay to come see, like, it's, you know, like, you don't, you never see any other, like, really a lot of other sports. That's not there. Nobody on baseball is going to go push the player in the dugout for missing the ball. Yeah. Right? I mean, you see they, some, sometimes in the NFL, I think you do see a little bit of like, I, like but they, 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 cause they're trying to kill each other. <laughs> right. Like the way that they play the game, you're trying to, you're, you're, it's like so much force. Well, you, you'll time. see like, like you'll see teams like get upset with like the quarterbacks and the receivers and that like you'll you'll notice some tension although they try to keep it not you don't see it too much like but what I like about baseball I mean baseball I like about football is when the players coming to yell at the quarterback the quarterback just sits there the player starts yelling he yells back but they don't get in each other's face right right they're gonna fight it's more of like a shouting match and sometimes it's just like these guys are not small small people by any feet (laughs) so when they are arguing they look like you know they could be he could be like yo man just pass the ball but it looks so aggressive right yeah 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 in basketball like it's not like it's sometimes the thing is like for me i think basketball the other thing too. i think well Say yeah, what you're going to say. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just think go in ahead. basketball, you've got a smaller team. You're on the court with just your five other guys, you know, three, four other guys, you and four other guys. And so yeah. the, the stakes are a little bit higher. I guess you could say the I same for so hockey. Too. Although I think hockey, maybe because yeah. of the masks, you have to keep the face guards on. It's you're you're a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, what what I, what I, what I, what I will say argue about... with each other in hockey. Like, yeah. But what I will say about like the, like hockey is again, you play with a line of people together, mm. right? So the people that you're on the on the on the on the ice with, it's all most likely it's always the same people for the whole season, unless you're on penalty kills or whatever. Then you have different ones or people get injured. Right. You have your set people, so you kind of like build camaraderie with them. Right. Right. And you guys don't all sit in the same spot on the bench either. Football's the same. I think football's argument the most is like the defense could be playing so hard all game. But then you the... throw two interceptions. And the guy <laughs> on the defense goes up to the to the to the to the quarterback, like, can you not throw another interception, please? 
right? Like <laughs> with a little bit, a little bit more explicitives there. But you know, stop throwing interceptions. Yeah, you got one effing catch, job. Do your damn or, job, or like to the receiver, like catch the fucking ball, like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think or the other end, like yo, I can't keep. Yeah, it's like I can't keep scoring because you guys play some defense for like five minutes. Like, you know, like there's those yeah, things, but basketball, I guess maybe because basketball is like the same guys are on offense, defense. They're doing so everything. like if you're if you're if you're a starter and you guys get a big lead and your bench goes and and loses the lead, frustrations could boil because you're just like, why like why can't you just go out there and just do your job? Yeah. And you're getting paid millions of dollars again. So yeah. that comes to it. it's like I would look at I'm so surprised that Draymond Green hasn't punched Jordan Poole live on TV <laughs> since he did it behind <laughs> the scenes because it's like I I look so there was a little incident on the bench when they played Sacramento not Sacramento when they played yeah Sacramento game seven they're going to the bench Draymond Green gets up and goes to give him a high five and Jordan Poole kind of pushes him out of his hand off of him and out of the way. And Curry's behind Poole and sees it. And Curry goes up to him and, like, berates him for, like, about 30 seconds and goes and shakes Draymond Green's hand after. And that is the end of Jordan Poole with the Golden State Warriors. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Steph ain't playing with that guy again. Yeah. Because, yeah. okay, yes, he, he has all right to be upset for getting punched like that. Okay. My thing is, if the video never came out, he would have mm-hmm. never been that upset. Steve Kerr, Michael Jordan punched him in the face. Nobody's seen the video. It didn't come out till later when Michael Jordan told the story. Oh, Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face? I did not know this story. Where did I not yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, so basically he wasn't felt he wasn't practicing hard enough and punched him in the face. Dang. And you know what Steve Kerr did in return? Hit the game-winning shot so they could win the championship. So, there, so there's a difference in player. Like, he's still... He's like, you know, yo, like, I deserved it, you know? Yeah, like, it kind of rattled me a little bit, but it rattled me to play positive. I wasn't, like, harping on it. And, again, Jordan Poole's thing, back to your the mental game, that's in his head. Yeah. Like, he can't even make a shot. But who knows? Tomorrow's game, Jordan Poole could score 24 points, and all's forgotten. Exactly. That's the tricky thing about basketball because you do your job sudden, one game and it's like okay, yeah, that could swing the whole in. series because now you have now you can't double team Steph. Well, that's that's me giving the Warriors too much too much credit too much uh, secrets. Secret. Steve Kerr will figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they're gonna listen to this podcast, Remy, and be like, oh, yep. you know what, that guy Remy has a lot of good yep. good advice for us. Telling you, if Jordan Poole gets 24 tomorrow, everybody that's listening to buy a lot of ticket. I'm giving you, <laughs> you can buy all the secrets. You're, yeah, yeah, you've got you've got the in that you know. I I don't I don't have I don't know what's what's if we we also have to get this episode up you know edited and up so we've got we're sitting on two episodes and then this one but I think we'll get them up quickly yes all today and tomorrow we'll get them all they'll all be up in the next three days. So by Wednesday, you'll have a slew, a slew of you can listen episodes to, to catch up. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Is there, moving forward, what have we not talked about? I mean, Miami is playing fantastic. Boston, Philly. I, I mean, I don't know. I think Boston's going to win that one. 
I, I just, what's they're playing right now See, as we record that? Yeah. Is, what is yeah. the score? As we record this, Philly's, Philly's up by oh. eight. Oh, they're up now. They were down. Okay, so maybe not. Maybe that'll be a. Yeah. Maybe that'll go go six or seven games. I think it's. I don't think it's going to go. I think if Boston wins tonight, maybe Philly gets one more. Yeah. If Philly wins today, seven games. Philly needs to win. I, I like both of these teams are like weird enigmas to me. Yeah. Like they're both supposed to be really, really good. They're just on paper, and they've they they all have deep. But well, Philly, first of all, and they can for be all the good. deep runs that they're supposed to have. Yeah, for all the deep runs that Philly should always have, they don't have they don't have a lot. Doc yeah. Rivers, man, I, I was about to say that that was going to be my next point. I was going to be like the coach Doc Rivers is not. I don't mean to hate on any of these guys because they're successful millionaires. But Doc Rivers... Overrated. Overrated. Doc Rivers has, what, one championship? Yes. Boston, right? Yeah. And he had, like... Did Doc Rivers... Did Doc win that championship? Or was the fact that KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, and Rondo, for being, being a great floor general, they just were good at getting their team together. Like, Kate... like. There is no other Kevin Garnett. Like he was that guy. How I mean, yeah. How many? How many? Like how much coaching did Doc Rivers have to do at that point? Oh, it's like, it's like yeah. uh, when, it's like when. So I'm gonna say it. Here it comes, guys. It's like when Detroit wins a championship. Oh, oh, you're bringing it's up Coach Detroit. Brown. Is Coach Brown the great coach that coached them to a championship, or is it the fact that they had a uh, very good veterans that were good at their positions that have been around the league and a good enough young core that they were able to like, yes, the coach would give them the overall way of how they're going to play, but on the court, they were able to get the best out of each other because those are the players that they embody. Like Rasheed Wallace, for all the technicals he got, was an emotional thing for their team, a good anchor. and ben- They had a good team. Raptors, you might be saying the same thing. About Nick Nurse. Was, was it the player? Like, you had a great young core and a great veteran core with a superstar. Right. And they were able to coach themselves on the court. They didn't. Nick Nurse could yell things. What? But, you know? Nick Nurse yells things, hey, let's go get one day. When In the finals, they won the first game, lose the second game. Nick Nurse says, let's just go steal one back. Golden State. Kawhi Leonard says, let's just steal both of them two sides of the coin like we're not going in there just to take one we're going to take two they went in there and took two so it's like that mentality is that more of like like good players being able to like push their teams and is that why doc rivers couldn't climb over because again you had chris paul blake griffin in his prime and these guys they're supposed to be a top team the clippers are you talking about the clippers Clippers, supposed to be a top (laughs) team don't go you get Kawhi. First time you still don't go. Come over to Philly and you still haven't gone. I mean, there's there's this there's this video that a, a, a spoof video this guy did when the Clippers, you know, fell apart and they were supposed to be so good. And it's it's 
him pretending to be Doc Rivers in a room full of guys. And he's just like, you're trash, you're trash, you're trash. <laughs> and it's like, it's hilarious. And he basically calls all the players trash. Yeah. Like, I mean, we can have this whole debate and like, we always talk about this, like how much is coaching, you know, you've got the Steve Kerr's, you've got the Spol- Miami Spolstra, Spolstra whose yeah. name I can never say. You've got Spolstra. You've got coaches like that, that, I mean, clearly the coaching makes a huge difference. And then you have situations where did the coaching make a difference at all? I would say that about Cleveland's championship. I mean, Ty Lue's not a bad coach, but, but so I mean, I, he I had LeBron. Yeah, I like, agree with you. So you're right. What I'm not, I could I mean, be I'm, wrong. I'm raising a but, question. I'm not but, really answering yeah. anything. But what I what I think is like you're, you're a coach on a team. A lot of your coaching is coaching the players with not so high the IQ on your team to be able to play with the higher IQ players. Development is a key thing. With or, well, okay. So then, yeah, then you have the development type coaches. So then you have coaches that develop players, which I think the Cavs current situation, they're with in a development situation where they have a coach who is doing an okay job. I mean, there's a lot of debate around this, but I think he's doing an okay job of developing these players. Like I think 51 wins is not nothing, you yeah, know, I think you, I think it comes down to, and then, Right, then you get to the playoffs and you see it's a little bit different because the players, sometimes the players that you need to depend on, every like the teams know, like we all know who the best player on the Cavs is. My right. whole defensive strategy is to disrupt him. How right. do you get the other players on the team to think that they could do the good job to get that to stop? Right. And that's where the coaching balance becomes like right. when you have leaders on your team that have you know, like we, yeah. we Raptors lucked out in the fact that Kyle Lowry was a good leader. Right. He could oh, take yeah. the team on his back in the fourth quarter if he needed to. He also did like so it's like when those players were like losing their step, he knew how to get them going. Right. He knew how to get a Baca going. He knew where to put the ball to get people going. Right. You can't teach that. And I think a lot of times we expect it. So like a player like Donovan Mitchell needs to develop that. Like, how do I get these guys going in the fourth? How do I make sure I move the ball so that these guys can't really do what they're trapping me? Where do I I stand? He doesn't necessarily have to be the one to do that. Like on the Cavs, you could have Darius Garland do that. He's just young and he's not maybe there yet. So like you're looking at, you know, that's a, that's, I think there's a maturity thing there that just, you know, it's Kyle Lowry's a much more mature player. Look at what he's doing. You know, look how Miami's doing right now. Like, so yeah, it's it, it takes time. You know, it, it takes time, and, and these guys are young too. You're right. Twenty four, um, twenty five year old. Oh yes. So I want to just clarify. I don't mean that teams don't need a coach. Let me not get let me not get a hit with the coaches are needed type thing. Yes, coaches are absolutely needed. Oh yeah. But I think a part of coaching. 100% is how you develop the other guys as well, as well as your superstars. Yeah. Because you can see the whole floor. You're seeing how they're playing with each other. The conversations that you have with them are about helping the other people get opportunities 
and mm. that like that should be it there should so you need those guys to be on the floor mm. i think like teams that utilize their bench utilize a lot of players have great development because those players are playing alongside the mm-hmm. stars mm-hmm. those players are kind of like <clears throat> able to develop you you find something in somebody's game you never thought was there Right. When you don't do that and you have a short bench that's like 10 deep, you've got four other guys sitting, three or four other guys sitting down and you may need to go to them Mm -hmm. and you just don't even know what they could do. So I think it's a hard balance because, of course, when you pay somebody hundreds of millions of dollars, they should be on the court all the time. And they want to be on the court all the time. Like, and you know, you want to play at that level. I think you're not, you're not there to sit on the bench. Look at Kevin Love. He's like, I'm not here to sit on the bench. Buy me out. I'm going to play some And he did, and to, to, to be fair, the Cavs team that was out there this year, he didn't really fit that team. Right. Yeah. As much as he could have helped, I don't think they were. I don't think he fit what they were doing. It was hard to put him in games because you'd have to give something up a little bit. That's what they felt. I think Miami works for him because they kind of hide things better, right? It's more veteran players, so they kind of play. They kind of could like if you're not a great defender, they can make you a good defender. Because they the team the guys on the court know how like how to get you to 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 work in that system. Right. Younger teams is harder because younger teams, younger players don't it takes years to develop that. Yeah, they're and still figuring it guys, all out, right? Yeah, they're still figuring think, out what they're doing, let alone <clears throat> how they're gonna fit this, you know, like how it's all gonna fit together. So I also think like some some coaches are great with young players. That might be, you know, like when players start to become a little bit more seasoned in the NBA, they need different coaching because it's a a lot less about let me show you how to do this, but more of showing you what let's have how to do it to make the whole team better. Well, that and also let's have a conversation about how we can do it better. Yeah, somebody Steve Kerr's like Nick Nurse probably running into that with Fred and Pascal. They're at the time when they're becoming the veterans on the team. And if their voices aren't heard with how the team's runner who plays, th- that frustration will show up on the court. Right. Probably happened with the Bucks. I think Boonhauer getting fired oh. 100% has to do with Giannis. When he was in the press conference, he's like, they're asking, why didn't they put you to guard Jimmy Butler? And he says, I wanted to guard him, but that's the coach's decision to make. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. There you go. You, ha- you, Giannis says in a press conference to the world, I wanted to guard him. <clears throat> Coach says, no. Now you're just like, okay, so perfect. You don't even listen to your players. Your yeah, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, yeah, that's a lot of frustration, especially like a guy like Giannis. Like, what, what? Like, I've been MVP. I've done this. Like, I've, we've won, like, you, like you're not listening to me now. Like I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I can do this, yeah. and this is how it's like. This is what's going to be best, and you're not listening to me. And yeah, I, I can see that frustration once you're a, a more of a veteran player, and and being like, why is this guy not listening to me? Like I've I'm out there. I see this. I've seen this for years. 
We've played this guy before. Let me handle this. So it's a trust. And on the other side, yeah. And on on the other side, he wasn't always that good when you were coaching him. So you take part in his development of how he's developed. Mm. And there's a time when he becomes, you know, you you always hear it in certain things, you know, don't outshine the master. The time when the, the student becomes the teacher, right? And sometimes yeah. the teachers stop listening to the student and then that creates what you get, right? They don't mm-hmm. think that maybe we should listen and have more conversations. And you never know when it happens. It's it's supposed, you know, but <clears throat> unfortunately in sports, you get fired, <laughs> right? It's in other areas of life as well. Let's not, <laughs> in sports you get fired yeah in life yeah like in life in yeah, work yeah. love love and relationships yeah love will get you fired you don't even get ei for that one and you should <laughs> get get some credit at least yeah, um, maybe that will work right you're leaving a relationship compensation must be obtained seriously <laughs> seriously give me some comp- i want paid for my labor buddy I want paid for my labor. I'll send you the invoice. Yeah. <laughs> like someone, someone has to judge who who is at fault in the situation, and pay the other person accordingly. I mean, that's what yeah. divorce is essentially, right? No, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, divorce. Like you get married, it's the, it's, it's the package, right? If yeah. you decide that it doesn't work. You need to make sure that the person is compensated for the time that they spent thinking that you thought that it would work. There's no argument there. I don't even know why they go to divorce court. For yeah. what? That's the rule. It's in the it's ironclad. You signed it. Why yeah. did you sign it? Because you know what it is gonna like. Okay, so this is not we're even getting very sports. off topic. I am so sorry. I have to say this. <laughs> say it because say it, say it, it works with sports too. Okay. Okay. So I'll bring it back to sports, but it works with bring sports. It back. Bring it back to sports. So you are going into a marriage. You say you want to get married. You guys go to city city hall or to chapel or whatever. You sign the paper of this marriage certificate. Like mm-hmm. a basketball player goes to a team. He signs. signs this contract mm-hmm. to stay. There's this more termed marriage might work better if it was termed. I'm just I, you know, there are some people that say that. That you, you know, should, but marriage is like a seven year term or something, and then you re up. You, you can renew it, or you or can you say, can "Hey, like, hey," right? and you can't. And there's a compensation package involved, right? Yeah, and you decide. I mean, that's what prenup is, right? You decide ahead of time, like yeah. this, is, this is. If we decide at year seven, like, hey, it's been you know great. what I'll do if you, because if you really like the person, you're gonna do what you got to do to make sure you get renewed in seven years. World, listen to us. Okay? <laughs> So same thing. So so we're gonna when start I, so, doing still cool dating yeah, next. So, no, we're not. <laughs> so when I started get when I when I think about sports, when you as a player, when you sign to be on this team, there's two. There's there's you you sign that contract. I don't know what's in these contracts, but maybe players should start to ask like, hey, if you decide that you don't think we're championship material, I'm a star. When that decision is made, I get to make a decision if I want to be here for it or not. Mm. Right. Because if you sign me and tell me we're going to be a championship team and it doesn't work for two years and you fire the coach 
and you start a, a mini I'm on rebuild, a four-year or five-year contract. I still got to sit with that. That doesn't make any sense. So maybe that's the difference in sports. But like sports, like when you're a player, you have to like maybe if as a player, you got to think like, hey, listen, this could happen. So I need to make my decision with this mm-hmm. team being good and this team being bad. Do I want to be in this city? Do I want to do these things? And or do <clears throat> do I think as a player? okay, I can work with this team as it is now, but also am I flexible enough if there are changes? Right. Or can right. I, if I think it's like, okay, this team is good as it is, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to see some changes and maybe I want this player to come. Like LeBron would do this. I want this player to come to this team. This is who is available. And he had the leverage to be able to create the team he wanted to create. Yeah, so it's like... But not all players have that. Not not all players have that. And I think what happens is now you got like a bunch of players kind of asking for trades. Hey, I want to trade. I want to get out of here. I don't want to be on this team because like those things should never avoid their money when they're made public. You could have a private conversation about it. You know what I mean? Your, Your agent could have that conversation with the GMs and team management. Well, it's it's who's who is making it public and whoever makes it public is well, some of the, some advantage. of these players like recently, it's, you know, Kevin Durant just said, yo, I want to go. Well, you yeah, know, like, yeah, you know, like like those ones are like when when there's a secret source that says it, there's never a secret source. It's the player. Right. Or it's sometimes it's the guy that's telling you that he got the information from the source is just saying it to stir it a little bit. Right. Mm, yeah. I mean, so this is all. Right, yeah, we're all we're all over this. We're all over the place. Coming back to the basketball and the we got the rest of the second round to get through. Yeah, this weekend, this week, this week, this is it. We should this is it, and then we'll have the fi- conference finals. I mean, I'm going with my predictions. Like I said in the beginning, Denver, L.A. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, Philly is winning now. You got Denver, L.A. Philly's going to win this game. Okay. I I. Yeah, they're they're up. They're up. They're up by nine. nine. They ain't gonna win. They were just up by fifteen. You don't think <clears> you <throat> think Boston's gonna win? Boston's not really a fourth quarter team. That's the. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. We've seen the first five These minutes, teams, but I, yeah, Boston. I, yeah, they're just like one day they're good, one day they're bad. I think they just tell each other that they want seven games. <laughs> I think the so, league, I think the league wants seven games of all these series right now. Yeah, they're not going to get one out of Miami and New York, but that's a whole nother. You could try. <laughs> I don't even know who Jimmy Butler is, but they need to test him. Like he, he's, he's a he's a monster, man. I'm a Jimmy Butler fan. I I it's Would funny because he's on that list of underrated players. So, I disagree with him on that list. I agree with every other player. So here's, Jimmy here's, Butler, I did. I think he's, he's. Why didn't the Raptors go after Jimmy Butler when they lost Kawhi? I would have sent some players and got Jimmy over here. That's well, it. That's all I want to talk about basketball today. I want everybody to think about that. Why wouldn't the Raptors go after Jimmy Butler? <laughs> he just lost against you. Him and Larry are friends. You could have got him for a couple years and then shipped them both to Miami. I like Jimmy. Could have been. What could have like been? 
I like Jimmy Butler too. I think everyone, I feel like he's like a very likable player. I don't know what he's like in real life, but you know. He sold um, coffee for $20 in the bubble, man. Exactly. He's brilliant. Like brilliant. So yes, <laughs> we'll leave you on that note. Think yeah. about why the Raptors didn't go after Jimmy Butler and you know how you can sell coffee for $20. If you have a lot of friends that make millions of dollars. Right. And we'll see you on our next episode. <laughs> Bye.